Welcome to History Made Beautiful, a podcast about the beauty, diversity, faith, and community in world history. Here is your hostess, author and historian, Martini Fisher. Numerous myths in great civilizations spanning the globe reflect a deep-rooted belief in an intimate connection between a human being and a tree. The Homeric hymn to Aphrodite proclaims that when the tree is injured, the tree nymph also hurts. It says, But when the faith of death is near at hand, those first those lovely trees wither where they stand, and the bark shrivels away about them and the twigs fall down, and at last the life of the nymph and the tree leave the light of the sun together. The Mesopotamians, Greek, Egyptians, and even the Maya all recognize sacred trees' connectedness to humans. The oldest Hellenic oracle, the Oak of Dodona in Epirus in northwestern Greece, was tended by priests who slept on the ground by the tree. During classical antiquity, priests in the sacred grove interpreted the rustling of the oak leaves to determine actions to be taken. The theme of how a person's life is intrinsically connected to a tree so that the person would suffer when the tree withers or is injured or even the concept of a tree being an external soul of a person's body is found in the ancient Egyptian tales of two brothers around 1185 BC. In this fable, one of the brothers leaves his heart on the top of the flower and of the tree and falls dead when the tree is cut down. In Mesopotamia, date palms were worshipped as it was an important source of food. As the date palm is um, dioecious with male and female trees, the pollen must be transferred between the genders for fruit formation. Hammurabi's ancient Babylonian code even mentioned very specific punishments for individuals who did not pollinate their date palms, even designating special guardians to pollinate these trees by hand. These guardians would take a male plant, climb up a female trunks, and smear the pollen from the male plant onto the female's flower to ensure maximum yields. In the sacred cacao groves of the Maya, Trees such as figs were also preserved, while in the Feng Shui forest of Hong Kong, the family Moraceae is the most dominant taxon. Early Buddhism believed that trees might lawfully be cut as they had no mind or feeling. However, the religion also recognized that certain spirits might reside in them. 
worship of the Nyagruda tree is depicted in a Buddhist sculpture as Besnagar, the capital of the Sunga dynasty, which ruled during the period of 187 to 175 BC. This sculpture is dated to 3rd century BC. Nangtakian in Thailand is a more recent example of this belief. Nangtakian, meaning Lady of Takian, is a female spirit who haunts the Takian tree, a tall tree that lives for centuries, which is naturally found in the forest and not near inhabited areas. Therefore, uh, worships is made before holy trees are cut to prevent loss of life or wealth. The 8th century Pawan Temple in Java, Indonesia depicts the Kalpataru, the divine tree of life, being guarded by a Kinara and a Kinari, a flying Apsara and Devata, thus indicated, um, indicating the high status of these beings in Asian mythology. A fig tree is sacred to Hindus and Buddhists and is believed to be the tree under which the Buddha received enlightenment. In Ara, a city in the Brihajpur district in the state of Bihar, India, there is a temple known as the Aranya Devi temple, which is dedicated to the goddess Aranyani. Aranyani is a goddess of the forest and all the animals within them. Worshipped in India as chief expression of life and fertility, one of the most descriptive hymns in the Rig Veda was dedicated dedicated to Aranyani. In the hymn, the supplicant entreats her to explain how Aranyani can wander so far from civilization without becoming afraid or lonely. She seems to be a peaceful and happy goddess who loves to dance. Although she is seldom seen, she wears anklets with bells and her steps can be heard by the tinkling of her anklets. The myth of Aranyani ties very closely to Kalpavrishka. One day, the goddess Parvati was standing with her husband Shiva at the foot of the Kalpavrishka tree. Um, Parvati was enraptured with the beauty of the tree and wanted to know why this one was more special than the others. Shiva told her to offer a wish to the tree, and Parvati meditated for a few moments before praying, O Divine Mother, you who is present everywhere, you who is the embodiment of power and energy, please bless us with a most beautiful girl with nine divine gifts of peace, purity, knowledge, energy, patience, respect, prosperity, success, and happiness. With a touch of breath from Shiva, Parvati's wish was at once fulfilled as the most beautiful girl emerged from the tree. And Parvati named her Aranyani. Years later, when the demon waged war and tried to abduct Parvati, Shiva and Parvati grave, uh, gave Aranyani back to the tree for safekeeping. 
Parvati requested the tree to bring up her daughter and to make her Vanayevi Devi, the protector of forests. A tree is also often associated with oracles. In North mythology, the three Norns uh, spend most of their time spinning the threads of life to decide the fate of all living beings at the root of an immense ash tree. The Norns are the caretakers of this tree, and this tree holds the nine worlds of Norse mythology, of which the human world, Midgard, is only one. They take water from the wells of faiths and pour the water on the branches of the tree to keep it from withering. Apart from their loom and ta um, tapestry, the Norns also carve runes into the trunk of the tree. They start every morning by placing a rooster at the top of the tree and the sound of the rooster serves as a wake-up call for all the gods and goddesses in Asgard. 